Welcome to episode 5 of the Smarter Than You Think podcast. This week, Jeremy and Jake both get into reviewing both Rampage and AEW Dynamite holiday bashes. A little bit of football talk and a whole lot more. Now, without further ado, let's throw it over to our hosts, Jeremy and Jake. Welcome to episode 5 of Smarter Than You Think podcast. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Double Shot Jake. What's going on, Jake? Um, well, no, another week, man. How how you doing? How, how's it been? I'm doing pretty good. I got past the corona and I'm feeling better. I went to go visit my grandma in the springs and you know, it was pretty fun. It's good, man. I'm glad. I'm glad <clears throat> you and everybody else in your household's free of the Rona. Yep. It's all good. I caught a little bug myself here. Um, you know, now we're buried under about five inches of snow out here in Seattle, which is kind of a first. But uh, we'll manage. We'll get through. Nice. Yeah, kind of unusual. I'm used. I'm used to seeing this type of weather back at home, because uh, you know, being in Colorado. But uh, I guess it's unusual for up here, just just in the Seattle area, like Western Washington. It's pretty normal because it's high elevations in the Cascade Mountains and everything. But down here in the city, by the ocean, it's kind of not so normal to see. Yeah, you're this by the ocean. It kind of deters yeah. the snow when you live by there. Yeah, so it's a little bit weird. Everybody around here is freaking out. Um, there are currently four cars stuck on the driveway of my apartment complex. So we'll see how many more fall victim to it by morning. Damn. Anywho, we're gonna um, for the next few weeks here, leading into the new year, we're we're gonna hang out and um, we're gonna hang out here for probably about the next week or so. We're gonna hang out here. We're gonna do the uh, review of the AEW Dynamite and Rampage Holiday Bash this week. Um, yep. We're gonna be in AEW land here probably about for the next two weeks because. MLW has went on hiatus until about the 5th or 6th of January. And that's not even going to be a fusion taping. That's going to be, what is it, Underground Azteca? Is that what it's called? I think it's Underground Azteca, yeah. Yeah, Underground Azteca. I don't think fusion tapings are resuming for a few weeks after well, that. So, Well, they're going to do a lot in Dallas. I think around the same time we're going to the GCW event. Yeah, exactly. So they're going to... Fusion won't pick up for quite some time, which is awesome, though, for Underground Azteca because it seems like they're bringing a lot of faces over from AAA. Yep. And uh, that'll be cool to see those guys get some time over for AAA. Um, we never got to talk about Enzo Amore's debut in MLW or anything. Uh, your thoughts about Enzo in MLW? Well, so I saw that match. I saw his debut match against Matt Crass. Sorry, my, Matt Cross. <laughs> Matt Crass. Matt Crass. <laughs> I thought it was a solid match. I do feel like, you know, he obviously is going to be a very polarizing figure because most most of the time, you know, people upon independence, they they obviously been in other places. Enzo Mori already was kind of WWE through and through. He kind of started performance center <laughs> and then he's going to the indies. So it, it's, it's definitely a different take on that. He's a lot of character. Yeah, kind of I, a reverse situation there. Yeah, but he's definitely. I think. I think he's. He'll do good in in MLW. He's kind of what they need because they definitely could use, 
you know, some big personalities outside the box like that. Um, like I said, he'll definitely be get, he'll be kind of polarizing because you can kind of see that in the match. You know, some some of the crowd hated him, some of them liked him. Just like, yep, that's kind of to be expected. And of course, you know, then he went the full hill route at the end of his match. So we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I imagine it would kind of suck for him because it's like he just got in there. He just came in and now you're probably not going to be wrestling for another few weeks. Um, but nonetheless, uh, nonetheless, he is an MLW. Uh, Jake, both my Broncos and my Cardinals lost this week. Well, my Broncos lost too. So, yeah, we lost to the damn Raiders, man. Yes, they did. And see, Samantha's all bragging yep. about it online. Jesus. Yep. God. Yep. She won't shut the hell up now. God, kill me. I try to stay away from all Raider fans for a week after <laughs> after every time we lose. <laughs> because I do have Dude. a lot of friends that are Raider fans, but so so basically How? it's just one of those I gotta stay away from at this point in time. Dude, instead of instead of like I nothing against this GCW show, but instead of doing this GCW show, we should have went and did that. We should have went and spent Christmas in Vegas. That would have been cool. Christmas and the next day the Broncos play. You get to see the Broncos play next day. See, that would have been cool. I thought about I thought about that because there was actually a co-worker I talked about that with a little bit. Well, it's yeah, because it's, really, it's really hard, though, to kind of do that. Well, if the NHL didn't shut down either, the Avalanche were playing their Saturday. We're supposed to play their Saturday. And then the Broncos were supposed to play their Sunday. See, that would have been a hell of a weekend to spend Christmas. Yeah. But uh, nonetheless, uh, you're there and I'm here. Yep. So <laughs> we get to sit in our respective states and freeze our ass off until the 22nd of January. That's when it's the show. 22nd. Yep. World on GCW. I'm looking forward to it. Jake was saying we have to order the New Year's Day one, but like, why? Because it's a completely well, different the, card. No, no, not the New Year's Day one. I, uh, it's the one I think January fifteenth. I want the one no. they have. They're having in Chicago. That's the one I want. Uh, or isn't it Detroit? Or are they doing? When are they doing the? Fuck, I don't know, dude. I, I'll have to look at my. I have to look at my message again. But there, I, I looked at the card for it. And I'm like, holy crap! There's this. This looks incredible. I have to go through actor my messages. Danger wrestling. Yeah, I can do it right now, Dan. Well, I'm pretty sure that's what you're doing. I heard you typing. <laughs> yep, that's what I was doing. Why are they at, at JCW Pro Wrestling? That's the jerseys. That's the jersey. Is that what they used to be known as? No, 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 no. GCW. No. Um, I'm not sure. Hold on. Because on their Facebook it says Game Changer Wrestling GCW, and it says at JCW Pro Wrestling. That's that. Like I said, that's the company they kind of working with a little bit. And no, it's not Juggalo Championship Wrestling. It's uh. Yeah, no, Jersey. I know it's not. <laughs> so Chicago, the Chicago shit is. Jonathan Gresham versus two cords, two cold Scorpio for the ROH title. Which, gee, I wonder who's going over there. No, Allie versus Kylie, AJ versus PCO, the Briscoes, Ricky Morton, Bandito, Dark Sheik, Blake Christian. January 15th. 
Yeah, I want to watch that one for some From reason. the Grand Sports Arena. Yep. So I figured it'd be nice to <laughs> watch one one show before we before this we go. Guy, to... This guy in the comment is very he's very smart to it. So Scorpio wins. What the hell happens to the ROH title match at the Hammerstein? Good point. That's why all that's why all these fucking title ROH title defenses are pointless. We we know who's going over. It's no secret. Jonathan Gresham is probably going to retain in every single one of them because they're going to need somebody who was an ROH guy to be their champion when they come back. Just saying. Uh, it doesn't doesn't mean that they can't have a good match. Yeah. And that they still can't give you your dollar's worth. That's true. On an entertainment scale. Right? But yeah, but I think that's the one that happens a week before our show. So Yes, it's January fifteenth. So that's why I was thinking I think that's why I was thinking that. Two thousand twenty two. I don't know. We'll see how the rest of the card shapes up and that'll be my ultimate yay or nay on it. We'll see. Well, my girl Kylie Ray's on there, so his fantasy girl Kylie Ray, yep. he means. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> only, only in another life. <laughs> that just got through you off. <laughs> I'm reading this uh, news statement the NHL released today. They're postponing games basically through the 29th. Like, Jesus, just, just take like a whole month off and then resume the season like what are you doing nhl why is the nhl even stopping no other league is fucking stopping the nfl's not stopping the nba is not stopping why the fuck is the nhl stopping physic man ain't stopping hell no wrestling ain't stopping yeah. <laughs> wrestling ain't stopping for nobody what the fuck is the nhl doing man being know. stupid. They're shutting down the whole league for what? Oh, six days. Is that going to make the Rona go away? No, it's not. Six days ain't going to do shit for Rona. <laughs> Rona don't give a fuck. Get a bunch of guys from college or the AHL up there to start playing. I'm sure they're dying to play an NHL game or two. Like the replacements. Yeah. Hockey version. If you ain't got enough guys to fill a squad, there's a ton of guys. Those leagues aren't stopping either. WHL, OHL, AHL, they ain't stopping. Why the fuck does the NHL got to shut down? For what reason? Makes no sense. I don't know. That's my NHL rant for the day. Um, Any news to get into, Jake? Do we have any deaths this week or anything? I don't think we did, did we? No. No, no deaths. Uh, no releases. Everything's gone smooth. Good. Thank God, dude. I'm tired. I'm tired of people. Tired of people dying. I think we all are. It sucks when people die. <clears throat> I guess uh, two days ago, there's no firm timetable on a Kenny Omega AEW return. Well, yeah, you had to have three different surgeries. Yeah. Well, that's all right, though. I mean, we definitely. I, I think. I think you should keep it secret as possible. As much. As I think they're going to wait till close to double or nothing. Yeah. Give him time to heal. Well, 
I don't know if I want him to wait that long. I would like to see him have more of a story going into Double or Nothing. I said close to. Close to, yeah. Close to. Like, especially if they're going to, I mean, we're, we're going to talk about this more later when we get into the review of Dynamite, but I, I can see kind of a future, some a future storyline being laid out very slowly. Yeah, I think, I think like, you know, maybe about a month or so out from when he's um, about uh, when he's about to come back, just have him just come on TV and start doing promo work and then just slowly ease him back in. And then by double or nothing, he has his return match. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. And then, Mm -hmm. yeah, but like I said, I'll bring it up some more later, though, in this podcast. Wow, Roxy. She Roxy really went to went to a tryout at the WWE Performance Center. Why? You're the Ring of Honor Women's Champion. I don't know. That's Why weird. would you do that? Honestly, if I was Roxy, I just kind of yeah work I, the I fucking indies. Work the indies. WWE has made it very clear that they don't want anything to do with indie wrestlers anymore. So why are you even trying? We're we're going back to the fucking we're going back to the the early 2000s to late 2000s days of WWE where if you're an indie person you are a piece of shit to the WWE pretty much. They don't want you. You already have a, you're already wearing a scarlet letter because you're from the indies. Yeah. Yeah. We're going back to those days now. No, no, you should work the indies and try to get on uh, Dark or Elevation. I mean, Will Nightingale was on there. Had a decent, a really good match against Penelope Ford. I thought. <coughs> Will Will Nightingale was on where? Uh, Dark. Oh, was she? Uh, she nice. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. She put over uh, uh, Penelope Ford. It was. Yeah, go work Dark Elevation or something. Like, stay yep. busy. Don't go to fucking WWE, well, dude. They're probably gonna give you a tryout. They'll give you a trial, but they'll fucking probably sit there and just laugh at you. Like, look at this indie yeah. girl. <laughs> she thinks she knows everything about wrestling. It made it well, like, what are you going to do if you get a, a gig there? You're just going to just forfeit the ROH women's title like that for a fucking payday sellout? I don't know. I, I, I'm I, pretty sure it wouldn't go that way. I'm pretty sure she'll she'll give up the belt or or she'll, she'll put somebody over. Yeah, you're going to sell every... Like, I'm sorry, but if you're asking me if I'd rather be in the fucking WWE or any other promotion in the world, I would rather be in any other promotion in the world right now. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, the only thing that's beneficial about WWE is a fat contract and not even so at that anymore. Just exposure still. Exposure still, I argue. If you even make it, like... That's true. NXT well, 2.0 is only averaging 400, 500,000 viewers now. It's like way down. That's true. And it's on, what is it on? Is is it on Peacock still? It's not even on USA anymore, is it? It's on Tuesdays. On where? Tuesdays, USA still. Tuesdays, I believe. I don't know. One could argue that it's not much more exposure than she already had. It's That's not like they're going to throw her in a storyline on Raw immediately. That's true. Like, the fact that she's even associated with the Ring of Honor is already a, a, yeah. a mark against her going well, in. Well, and, and like I said it too, I mean, obviously, um, I, th- I think I mentioned it last podcast. Basically, 
WWE is becoming kind of like uh, Cobra Kai season three, basically, where they don't really want nerds anymore. They want rest, you know, wrestling nerds. They want the jocks. <laughs> The yeah, they want football players of ex athletes of, of of basketball. Team. That's what they want. It's a fucking program called the NIL now. Yep. <laughs> Stupid. But I think they're really shooting them. I I kind of get what they're doing, but I think they're really shooting themselves yeah. in the foot there. But yeah, they don't want to train. They don't want to. They don't work with wrestling nerds anymore. It sucks because it's like you could have so much good talent go up against each other that fans actually want to see and know about. And every time WWE does this, where they just pretend the outside world doesn't exist, it pissed me off because it's like, it very much well exists. Yeah. Well, we're going to like, and like I said, we're, there's that too. I'm also going to talk about a little bit later. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it, Jake. Let's get into AEW dynamite holiday bash. Here. Holiday bash. Merry you know, Christmas. <laughs> We're coming from, this is emanating from the Greensboro Coliseum in Greensboro, North Carolina. Famous here. for Davy Crockett. Well, famous for the NWA, famous for yep. WCW. Ba- basically famous for any type of Southern wrestling promotion. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Mid-South ran through there quite a bit, if I'm not mistaken. Um. NWA, obviously, and yep. then um, I'm even I'm pretty sure even like Memphis Wrestling and Jerry Lawler, USWA ran through there quite a bit, too. I'll have to look that up, but I think you're right. It's not far. Yeah, I, I don't think they ran it as a loop like all the time, but I'm pretty sure they've had some shows and there's some pretty big ones of note. Territories, pal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, so yeah, here we go. We, uh, first matchup here, we have Orange Cassidy versus Adam Cole, baby, to open up the show. This is the grudge, this is a grudge match here between Orange Cassidy and Adam Cole. Um, you know, I, I, I want to say this was like a really good match, man. I love Orange Cassidy, and here's why, and I'll explain why. I love Orange well, Cassidy because simplicity is everything in wrestling and that is basically orange cassidy he is simplicity personified like he ain't doing all this crazy bullshit that everybody else is doing and literally all he has to do to get a reaction out of the crowd is he's got to put his fucking hands in his pockets that's yeah. all he has to do and Although when you're that when you're that over like you could take a shit in the ring and everybody would go yeah. crazy it's amazing I will I will say this though. I do like how he's kind of toned that down a little bit from when he first started. Like at first is he like he it's 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 more used as a tactic now, I feel like than before. It's like you, you didn't know if you really wanted to win the match or not. But now it's kind of like right. explained more as, as a tactic, like to kind of draw you in, lose your guard, like okay, he's just gonna kick me and it... Right. I heard a lot of old school heads scoff at orange cassidy and say what he's doing is hurting the business because of the whole little little kicks he does and you're exposing the business i don't give a shit about all that it's the business has been exposed for quite some time anybody who still wants to say you're exposing the business is just fucking can't get with it 
quite frankly. Well, you, well, you just can't get with the times like, and the business has passed you well, by. Well, well, it's not like somebody sells the kick after he kicks them, though. They just, they just look at him like, what the F? You know, and then and they think, oh, I'm going to take Orange Cassidy uh, easy. Then then all of a sudden, you know, Orange Cassidy can snap to 100, <clears throat> go from 1 to 100 in a minute. You know, that's that's the style he, he has now. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but mostly he likes to keep it simple, and the psychology is amazing around what he does. Yeah, because he doesn't have to do much, and it gets a reaction. That's true. Although he still has some good moves, though. I mean, I still like the. I still, I still like. Oh crap! I can't remember it now. It's kind of like his version of a dead eye that he does. And there's a few. There's a few of them. Yeah. I mean, he'll still he'll, he'll he'll still go he'll still ramp it up when he needs to. I like how I like that one move where uh, Adam Cole tried to put his hands in Cassidy's pockets. Oh yeah, and then, yeah, and then Orange Cassidy was not having any of that. Or no, 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 no. Uh, he did the Adam Cole Bebe thing, and then Orange Cassidy took his hands and put him in his pockets. I remember that. Yeah, that was funny. It did. And I like how Adam Cole's like, don't you ever do that again. Yeah. Because so, it's, it's, fu- it's funny how Botch is like, sometimes, you know, you, the whole you talk too much. It's like, it's always good to kind of throw in actual, you know, fighting verbiage too. Exactly. In between that. And I like how Adam Cole did that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That was great. Uh, let's see. Um, um, so with Cole down and Bobby Fish suddenly at ringside to provide a distraction. Kyle O'Reilly made his ADW debut and laid Cassidy out, allowing Cole to score the win. Oh, oh, O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie. I, I think some of that could have been done a little better. Because you only get one shot kind of debut. Look, make that man, big like, splash. I, I, mean, I, 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 mean, that. I mean the crowd, the crowd got excited. I got excited still. But yes, of course. There was definitely, I felt like, I don't know why, but I just felt like something something could have been done a little bit better with that. It's hard to put my finger on it. Look, I get that Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish have basically been a thing since like Dragon Gate and ROH and things. Like, I get it, but um, I think this thing has kind of played itself out in my opinion. Um, well... This is just my view, in my opinion. If I'm an average wrestling fan, I'm tuning in and out. I don't understand what the hell's going on. Either I don't understand what the hell is going on, or I'm just like, oh, here's Undisputed Era and AEW. It's one of the two. No, and I and I do get that critique, but but one thing I want to point out before you know continue on with this, it's kind of amazing how you know all back when. Back when NXT went head to head with with uh, AEW, how all three of these men were like prominently on that card that first night, and now mm-hmm. they're all on AEW. Basically, it's like it's like how times have changed. But mm, I guess I mean but, but, it's just the same thing in a different company. If we're it really is looking but, at it that way, it is, but it isn't too though. Like. Like I, I, I'm in all favor, you know, especially of Bobby Fish and uh, and Kyle Riley teaming up again, you know, re- reforming the 
uh, Red Dragons, I think that's what they were calling our Ring of Honor, basically. You know, strengthen that tag team division. Of course, you know, obviously you're going to be doing, you know, a lot of six man tags with with Adam Cole here including yeah, next week. I wouldn't mind that, and if they left Adam Cole the fuck out of it, amazing. Well, Adam Cole, and here here's the story I think you're going with this, and this is going to lead in like I didn't like I was going to touch on earlier. I think this is going to lead into you know basically it's going to learn into Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks versus Adam Cole and Bobby Fish and uh, and Kyle O'Reilly. Basically, kind of it's going to start out probably as you know the whole fighting over friends. You know, it's kind of like that high school kind of that high school feel, you know, like, Hey, you know, why is my, why is my best friend all of a sudden not hanging out with me so much and hanging out with, with these guys? Like, what, what the hell? Like, you know, I, you know, we, 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 you know, kind of, kind of that jealousy thing. I think that might be where they kind of leading to it, you know, which is kind of relatable. I mean, we all kind of go through that at times. I mean, I didn't go through it so much, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm sure it's going to make for intriguing wrestling. I just, I want to see something new. Can I can I ask you something, Jeremy? Yeah. Like, I, it, I mean, you're not just you're not just saying this because you want to hold on to that one time, you know, when you went to the NXT show, and like that that was kind of like my like like no. I don't know. I just I just feel like the rest, you know, the rest of us that, you know, kind of dropped out of watching NXT. You know, it's kind of like our turn to kind of experience a little bit of of undisputed you know more so i mean no. granted i was still i was still obviously paying attention to the big stuff but but i mean it was i watched i wasn't my watching whole, it week, week basis though my whole premise has been very consistent from the get-go if you're gonna be different than wwe then be fucking different quit recreating their creations in your fucking company if you're gonna be different then be different that's true but it Don't wasn't really do what they did and say it's yours but it really not. wasn't their creation, though, to begin with. Like they were no, all kind but, of, they were all kind of a thing before. But that's where they got most of their popularity. That's yeah. where everybody yeah. knows them from. Yeah. Like but, I said before, if you knew shit about these guys in ROH, you had to find it to know in that time. It wasn't worldwide worldwide available. But when you're on USA Network and you're averaging damn near a million, a million five every week, that's a lot of eyeballs on that. And most people <clears throat> who see them again in this iteration are going to think that's Undisputed Era, which is a yeah. WWE creation. Yes. Is the team of Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly a WWE creation? No, it is not. But that's what most wrestling fans who tune in and out are going to sit there and say. Like when Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan reunited in WCW, what the fuck did you think? Mega powers. Exactly. If you're going to be different, be different. Well, they're definitely going to be different by default because WWE is not going to go the indie route no more like we we discussed. Yeah, no, you know, but if you like, if you like, so it's going to be different by default. AEW's mantra is that we want to be an alternative to WWE than be an alternative. Don't don't That's keep it. taking what they do and put it in your company and call it different because it's not. I think that's more applies to Raw, Raw and SmackDown though, a little bit. Because, I mean, I, I mean, you can't, like, Malachi Black, for instance, there's no way you could repackage him as something better than that. It's like, that's that that's that's what he wants. Like, he, No, but you can just do it better, and you can do, you it, can do it differently. It and you know what? And, and that and might they still are. happen with... 
that might still happen. And they proved with, it this uh, week. And that could still happen with uh, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish. It might just take a little time, though. It just feels it feels a little bit too DXy. Like this is what makes us money, so we're going to keep coming back to this well as many times as we can. I mean, and it's I, I, like in, if that's in, what you want to do. And I mean, I, and I and I guess you can kind of make that argument. I mean, Adam Cole by default. Like I explained this to my mom earlier. It's kind of funny you brought that up. Like Adam Cole, if you think if you really look at him, he's kind of like the love child between Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Like of course. Like in the, he's got in the, the stature does, and the muscles to be as big as Triple H, but he's got the athleticism to be like a Shawn Michaels. Yeah, of course. Well, I don't know as big as I mean, Triple H is pretty huge, but I mean, he's got that at, big appearance to him. Yeah, that's true. And, and, you know, and I look at Adam Cole's ring entrance now, you know, especially the way he matches up with his music, you know, stands on the rope. You know, you hear that the pause before the boom, you know. I was like, yeah, that kind of reminded me of, you know, Triple H with, uh, you know, his entrance, you know, the point where uh, before before Lenny from Motorhead, you know, starts doing that little uh, before the time to play the game and then spits out the water, basically. It's like, that's what that kind of reminds me of. I mean, you could say that. I don't know. By the way, I like his I like I like I like his AW theme song. I think it's catchy. <laughs> eh, I don't know, man. I just <laughs> maybe I'm just an asshole, but <clears throat> I just that's, that's like your default now. Maybe I'll just laugh. I I don't know. Maybe everybody just looks at me like the grumpy asshole, yeah. but I'm just I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it as something different. I see those three people. It would be no different if Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Billy Gunn all showed up in AEW. I'm thinking D Generation X all the way. Doesn't matter if you call them anything different. You know, and you know, and, he, and here's the deal with that though. Like honestly, I think we'd all, if we had a time machine, we could bring them back to that young, and we saw them AEW. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I know that. I mean, imagine the dream possibilities. We could have the whole Elite versus DX. I mean, <laughs> I mean, shit. Yeah, That'd no, awesome. I mean, that's what I'm saying is like, I'm not saying that this is not going to make compelling storylines with other wrestlers. I'm not decredible. I'm not decrediting like the the ability in the ring. I just would like to see, you know. You want to see when, new shit, basically. I, I, yeah, I get, when when I when Scott saying. Hall went over to WCW, I mean, I understand for legal reasons they couldn't name him Razor Ramon, but I think even if that wasn't even a legal hurdle, I don't think Eric Bischoff would have ever na- renamed him Razor Ramon to begin with. Yeah. You know, well, because still... Bischoff because Bischoff wanted to be so goddamn different than Vince McMahon. That's my point. Is like, but he, he still acted like Razor Ramon though. He didn't. He was still kind of. That character and heart. I mean, obviously the name yeah. is different. But he was Scott Hall too. When they did the drinking angle with him. Do you think they would have done the drinking angle with Razor Ramon? No. Well, you know, they did which it was a different Roberts later, so you don't you don't know that for sure. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like 
Kevin Nash wasn't acting like Big Daddy Cool Diesel. You know, he was fucking, he was big, sexy Kevin Nash. Yeah. Nash, Hulk Hogan, Nash, Hulk Hogan still acts, acted the same, obviously. But yeah, Na- no, I'll give you, I'll give you Nash. Nash did kind of ramp up his personality more when he came to WCW. Yeah. So obviously, we, we remember his promo about you know about the the old guys not leaving anything for the young guys. Like that, 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 that was on that. That, that, that was a point you got to give to Nash. Yeah. All righty. Well, we, well, you know, <laughs> opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. We, we um, went off on a big tangent there. Um, but like I said, though, I, I, I do, I do feel like I would have done a Kyle Riley debut a little differently, though. I think there was something missing about it. I would have mm. left it a little different. I don't know. I, I mean, don't I, see... I mean, I, I, I mean, I granted you don't have to make a big deal about everybody showing up, but it's just no, because then eventually it loses its luster, you know, and you're just like, and you're making big deals about like, because honestly, to be honest with you, like these were well-known indie wrestlers, but these weren't even main roster guys. These weren't even like high-paid main roster dudes. These were just NXT dudes. So it's like, (laughs) to a mass audience, is it really worth making a big deal about? Not really. But I kind of like. Remember when hey, Jake Hager made a, his debut on the first episode of Dynamite? Yeah, he was also on I, Raw and SmackDown, yeah. and he was a part of a pretty, pretty big storyline. But I loved how when they did that, though, for that they had a uh, basically it was the uh, the elite versus the inner cir- Jericho's newly, you know, basically his inner circle coming together. And then you know all of a sudden the elite kind of get upper hand when Cody comes out. Then all of a sudden Jake Hager comes out, and that's when. <laughs> Where the hell is Jake Hager been, by the way? I think he's Boy. taking a small break. Yeah, him and Jericho both. There's a lot of people taking breaks. <clears throat> yeah. Where the fuck is Marco Stunt? Mm, that's good. That is a good question. <laughs> like, you know. Well, so, well, some of them were going hard. Some of them were taking breaks. So well, I think like- I think I think more than anything, it's a matter of you only have a certain amount of hours on TV. That's true. You can't put everybody on TV when you only got two hours. Well, it's kind of like how um, last last episode of Busted Open Radio I put when you when that's the case too. You should, especially if you're a lower card in AW, you should be trying to work the indies since they let them do that. That's kind of like your mm-hmm. your version of doing a house show loop. Yeah, like Thunder Rosa, she's working a lot of shows still. <laughs> she, wants, she is man. She's busting her ass. She wants she wants to be wrestling constantly. <laughs> Keeping better. My my number one choice yep. for female wrestler of the year for yep. 2021. And that's what makes you know, like you said, this what's making these indies exciting and gonna continue making indies exciting. It's the fact that AEW, you don't have to go to just one place to see them. You can go. Yep. You know, you can wait till they come around to your town. That's awesome. That's like exactly. old school wrestling shit, dude. Yeah, but yeah, you can have that's AW territory day shit. Yep. Exactly. So you can have like AW Bobby Fish wrestle somewhere one night. <laughs> and it actually me I mean not that I'm tearing down saying that the all the house shows are bad but like I feel like when they're doing the indie shows it means a little bit more because like they actually have more of a storyline than just than just well in this this match doesn't really count like it feels like there's obviously some exceptions but yeah like with these ROH world title match defenses yep. it's like obviously Jonathan Gresham is going to retain well, all of them well, I was talking like the few WWE house shows back in the day where the belts did change 
hands. But oh, all oh, those few the Bob Backlund Diesel, yeah. and then um, other, there was one with the IC title, right? Yeah, yeah. Other than the very few, you never really felt like it was like any like like any of these matches really mattered, you know, in the long run. Yeah, no. <coughs> all right, we're gonna move on here. Hangman Page and Brian Danielson promo. MJF speaks. AEW World Champion Hangman Adam Page was joined by Tony Schiavone for a promo which he admitted is feeling less than a champion based on the way he retained the title last week. Before he could go into it much more, Brian Danielson interrupted and took exception to what he saw as crying and complaining. After proceeding to complain and make excuses for himself, he presented a solution to another time limit draw, there are judges for the January 5th Dynamite rematch. That's Battle of the Belts. The two went back and forth, ignoring Danielson's suggestion. Page vowed to beat his top contender in less than un- in less than an hour. Um, so I guess there's going to be judges added to the stipulation. I-, I think so, too. One thing I kind of didn't like about that was the fact that um, they kind of hangman. I think he kind of teased having possible other matches, like maybe a ladder match or an infernal. I think he even said infernal match, but then all of a sudden it's like kind of like what we get is judges at the end, which I kind of get. Yeah. You want to keep it a serious wrestling match, but well, I, I, I don't know. I, that was my only one little nitpick. Other than that, I'm fine with it. I really don't think this next match should go to a, a judge decision though. I think we should have a clear it's a bit cut boxing like, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is definitely bit boxing. <coughs> yeah. Which is something di- which is something different, which it which is I, something you know, I, different, but we'll like, see because it's like it's weird when you're like having judges yeah. judges call a match of a s- situation you yeah. know that the outcome is already determined and yeah. it kind of like undercuts it in a way. No, I got you. You're like, you tell me there's going to be judges for something that we already know that the decision, the the outcome is predetermined. It just is a little bit of an oxymoron there. I want my AW Inferno match now. Hangman Page said it, so it's possible. That would be cool. I I wouldn't mind an an Inferno match every once in a while. There has to be the right kind of story with it. I don't think. Absolutely. I I don't think Daniel Bryanson and. And uh, sorry, Brian Danielson. Daniel Bryanson. <laughs> I did it again. I love I'm it. Daniel keep doing it. It's gonna probably take a year, but but honestly, I I don't think their feud has gone to that type of a feud yet. Where where it's gone that that. Per- I mean, granted, <sighs> he did beat up a lot of Dark Order members, his friends, but but it's still kind of more of a competition standpoint feud versus versus I'm gonna screw with your personal life feud yet. Absolutely. Backstage, MJF cuts a promo on the night's main event while also agitating Wardlow, reminding him he pays him a significant amount and is asking where he was weeks ago or a week ago. Sorry, not weeks ago. He shifted the focus of the conversation rather than infuriate his hired muscle. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was pretty interesting. They're definitely they've been kind of building this up for like two years now, the whole. Warlow being under contract for MJF of it. I mean, we all kind of see eventually he's going to cut away from MJF and kind of be do his own thing. But they're definitely letting that yeah. just kind of be a slow burn. 
Yeah, I, I, I never got the feeling that this was going to be like a permanent type situation here that yeah. MJF has with MJFTR, right? I guess that's yeah. what they're calling it now. Well, well, no, it's the it was well, it's the pinnacle, but right. Obviously, Warlow is supposed to be MJF's kind of insurance policy, and of course, maybe turn Sean Spears into uh, Warlow's ability buddy, which is kind of funny. I'm kind of, I kind of think it's funny how they finally found something for Sean Spears. I felt kind of bad for the guy. I mean, can I just give credit right here to MJF's promo cutting ability, though? Oh, most, oh, definitely. I mean, that's almost default at this point, though. Yeah, like it's crazy, man. He's definitely one of the top promo cutters on the spot in all of wrestling right now. He doesn't cut bad promos. No. And for one second, you don't ever think that he doesn't ever believe it either. Yep. Like he's got it. Yep. Definitely has it. And he's basically he's probably one of he's becoming he he is in my opinion and has been for a long time, but I guess in other probably views uh any other people in the minds of other people, he's becoming that talent that every single wrestling company wants on their roster. Including but, Vince McMahon, I think if Vince like, McMahon had a shot at MJF, he would take that shot, no doubt about it. The only problem, and you know, I don't remember if I mentioned this to you off ca- camera or during camera, but they ain't gonna let MJF do what he does in WWE. Not, not all the way, no. Not all the way. I mean, it's no. gonna be very watered down. It's gonna be very. Like, I think the charisma will be the same, but I, mean, I don't he, think that the I don't think they'll let any of the some of the verbiage slide. I mean, even if, even if you know, let's say NXT 2.0 goes to TV 14, which is kind of rumored might happen one day, like even <clears> then, it's still going to be kind of, it won't be the same. No. Like, like I, cause I, I still feel like their TV 14 is going to be different than AW's TV 14, if, if that makes sense. It's still going to be very controlled and contrived. Yeah. So it's just a little more edginess. <clears throat> I hate to break, I hate to break people's hearts, but the Attitude Era is never coming back. No, no, of course not. And it, 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 even if it could, it still couldn't because we have a PC society. It would never happen. Even MDF if it is, could. Character is not PC though. <laughs> no, it's not. But he, he pushes that. He, there's he no way the there there is no there is no way in this day and age that you would ever get away with having two full hours of completely un PC television. No, that's true. You would have so many people bitching on Twitter. It wouldn't be funny. <laughs> there we you would, do you, now, though. <laughs> you'd have all of Twitter against you and they'd be trying to cancel your wrestling company. Um, all right, here we go. Ward Low in action. Dan Lambert speaks and Rip Raker's holiday party here in the second segment here. Um, Wardlow once again demolished an unfortunate soul, unlucky enough to find himself positioned across the ring from him. This time, Captain Sean Dean. It was a little bit of a squash match here. Yep. I've seen but it probably it probably only went actually... like maybe probably only went like what a minute and a half max. Yeah, yeah, it, it's pretty short. I've seen him on Dark a few times. He's actually had some wins too. He's actually who Wardlow? No, uh, this Captain Sean, uh, Sean Dean. Yeah, Sean Dean. Yeah. Mm. Four power just... bombs en route to his uncontested victory. And he came out with Sean Spears, who then, who, as you all know, was, what was his name in WWE? 
uh, Tyler or no, what the hell was it? Perfect ten, Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger. I almost forgot about that name actually. For so long. <laughs> that's pretty good uh, though. That's what you. <laughs> uh, out of the steel chair shot for a good measure afterward. So, um, obviously, this is trying to make Wardlow look strong. This is but, this is what you do to your big guy to make him look strong. I, I just I just feel happy for Sean Spears. Like I said, he he was the one guy that was kind of struggling. I feel like when he first came to AW to kind of find that that connection find, with the audience. I, yeah, because yeah. before all he, he had just, was the 10, 10, 10, the 10, 10, 10 and then and then he came in AW. It's like oh, I'm just pissed off on about WWE. But yeah, I was like. Yep. See what happens <laughs> but, when you actually so, break somebody away from a shitty gimmick. They can actually no, show who they are. No, no, I agree. But which but, is which is why I say what I say about this whole fucking, you know, keeping factions and shit together. Gotcha. You just never know, man. You never know. No, I got you. I try new shit sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. I mean, we never, like I say. All the time, I'll use the number one example. We never would we never would have got Bully Ray if he would have just stayed with Devon. But sometimes we got it. You got to be patient though, and even that yeah. didn't happen for a while. They still had some good matches. With no, they were Team 3D for a while before wow. Bull, the Bully Ray character became a yeah. thing. I know. Yeah, I know. Alrighty. Um, afterwards, Dan Lambert appeared with the men with the Men of the Years. Is that was that the tag team name? Men of the Years? Yeah, Men of the Year. Yep. Okay. Scorpio Ethan Sky Page and Ethan Page. They reveal he wouldn't be used to help make the fans cheer for Cody Rhodes. Tony Khan quote Tony Khan asked me to do the impossible. He wanted to see if I can get Cody Rhodes cheered. How in the world could that happen when he's a bigger dick than I am? He asked. A great, great promo cutting here by Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert like is that. pretty good. He, he reminds me a lot of a character I would be if I was well, if I was a manager in wrestling. Well, Dan Lambert, he's also kind of he reminds me of like he's almost kind of like like having Jim Cornette a little bit on AW without having bit. him there. There's a, I see a little bit of that there because a he, bit. Cause he cause he talks trash about like wrestling of today. So yeah, much. he said he said basically, unless you're a friend of Tony Khan's and straight to dark yeah. and elevation with no camera time for you. <laughs> and... Yeah, I like that. I like I like the I like him. He's kind of like a cheeky asshole. I like it. Yep. But and he's not the, really scared to say things. Well, the thing too is like he, he everybody wants to see his ass get beat, basically. Like everybody wants to see him yeah. get beat up. Like he, you truly you knows it. how to get heat. Yep. Heat, brother. Get the heat. Is a heat. Yeah. From there, we go on to the most creepy fucking situation I've ever seen in AEW history, where Tony Schiavone is joined by Doctor Britt Breaker, Rebel, and Jamie Hader for a special holiday party. These fucking uh, these fucking segments with Schiavone and well, Breaker oh, are on, weird. Okay, okay, man. you want to oh. tell me there? You want to tell me that Schiavone wasn't standing at that angle for a reason? No, dude. Look, this he, is fucking weird, man. He, he, this is I mean, weird to have an old, middle-aged man kind of just like I don't know, being uh-oh. weird to Doctor oh, Britt Baker. Oh, I kind of get that, but no, it's he's more like the father figure for her. Basically, he's that's he, not what he, the vibes I'm her. getting. I'm getting the vibes of uh, um, I'm an old man trying to get out a younger woman, <laughs> and it's weird. Well. Well, that's what Adam Cole's character would agree with, I guess. 
It's so he, weird. He did, he did mention that, but no, I, like everything from the angle Shivani was standing at, where he's holding the microphone basically by his dick, and Britt Baker's got to talk I, into it from I there. Like that's I fucking I, weird. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. I, I don't remember seeing that. Shivani was basically holding the mic on his dick. All right, I'm gonna have to go back to. See he was it. standing up, and Britt Baker was sitting down, and he was basically holding it like right. Right, we're basically the vicinity of where his dick was, and it's weird, man. All right, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. I don't. It's so weird. That. You know what? Go look it up right now. I'll continue to talk while you do it. But this is these these <laughs> no, segments I'll, I'll are wait, fucking weird. Even if that's the case, okay. Even if that one segment is the case, I. But but it's he, not he, that. It's so, just like, it's like it's like, it, it just with the whole just trying to like it just seems like he's like, oh, you're so pretty. And it's like, it's weird, man. It's just weird. Well, he's supposed to be like, her, her, they're supposed to be like best friends. Like I said, like, like he's supposed to be like her father figure. <coughs> like, like the guy that's always looked out for her. But how, like, where's the relationship? How far does that go back? Like, well, Shivani Grant, Grant wasn't even relevant some... until AEW became a thing again. It's so well, he, weird. He, he was doing MLW before, but He's a but fucking it, announcer. I, but I but I guess it's cut. There's probably a little bit of inside baseball with the whole because real life they they are really they they are really tight in real life. Yeah, I bet they are now. Now that they're on the road every week together, I mean, you start to form those friendships. It's just I don't know, dude. It's just the whole thing comes off as weird to me. It strikes I, me as I weird. That. But this is but it's been like this for for. A long time with these two. Yeah, it's like, been like this for about a couple of months, to my knowledge. No, 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 no. Pretty much all since the AW started when, when she, when Britt Baker first went heel from the Jericho Cruise. Hmm. Where, 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 yeah, where she went heel, and they kind of brought up, you know, that you know, she, the whole uh, Tony Schiavone Starbucks thing. Hmm. No, it's 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 it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a while, man. Nonetheless, here to take whatever it. Uh, I'm not trying to take it away from the segment because it was a good uh, promo by Britt Baker. Just the whole Tony Schiavone being there thing <laughs> doesn't. It just weirds me out, and I just don't understand. In the end, what that does to add to her character, like I don't, because like it's not like Tony Schiavone well, walking her out to the fucking ring. It's not like he's there ringside, no, but, but he's always been like putting her over all the time. Like, it, it, she kind of break. Okay, that's your job as a commentator. Congratulations yeah, it, on doing your fucking job. Like, good for you. To, you did your job. But they're they were supposed to kind of be besties though. That's they're weird, man. Besties, that was that that was that was a man who's old enough to be some girl's father's or best friend. That's just weird. It's just weird. I don't have no I don't have no fucking 60 year old women best friends. No, no, I it's get weird, that. man. Shit's weird. I don't I just don't get it. Anywho, um, what else was I gonna say? Oh, I loved how uh Britt Baker was wearing the Hermes little ugly sweater there. Cause yeah, Hermes is a dentist, she's a dentist. <laughs> it all plays into that. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. I thought, like, I, I you, you sometimes this party entered in the yeah, extent. Okay, yeah. When the fuck did? By the way, when the fuck did Shivani become a goddamn Jaguars fan? 
Like, I think it's been known that he's been an Atlanta Braves fan and a team of Atlanta teams for like ever. Like, when the fuck does he become a Jaguar? Who wants to be a Jaguars fan? Uh, Does anybody want to be a Jaguars fan? Uh, Tony Khan does. Wants you to be a Jaguars fan. Well, I give a fuck if Tony Khan wanted me to be a Jaguars fan. Like, dude, I was born and raised in Denver, Colorado. I'm a Broncos fan. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not going to come out wearing Broncos gear on your shit, but I'm definitely not wearing a Jacksonville Jaguars fucking ugly sweater for nobody. I'm sorry. You know, they've not. You've had, they've had the mascot on AW a few times, especially in the earlier. Yeah. Well, I get that. But like Tony Schiavone wearing a fucking Jaguars ugly sweatshirt is weird, man. He's been like uh, he's been a known Atlanta sports fan for years. Like we know he's been the biggest Atlanta Braves fan for so many years. That's true. And then you, it's just it doesn't match well, up. I don't know. It's weird. Well, do you think it's a, has he ever been saying he likes the Falcons or or the? I never heard him even say he likes concerns. football. Okay. Ever. And all of a sudden, he's a fucking... Who wants to be a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, though? Like, only people who live and are born in Jacksonville, Florida, are probably the only people who want to be Jaguars fans. And even that's probably a questionable life decision that they have to make out the womb. Well, CM Punk, if you're listening, just never wear a Jacksonville Jaguar. (laughs) We'll we'll flip the crap out on you. Well, it's not that. It's just like... Because right now, dude, the Jacksonville Jaguars are fucking 2-13. and Does anybody really want? They just fired Urban Meyer. Does anybody want to be a head like a, a fan of that team? Is that like? I just I, I think don't know. It's, I think it's out of love for Tony Khan. Like it's gotta be, especially it's if, gotta okay, be, especially if Tony Schiavone doesn't really like football. But it's like, well, my boss, you know, he, he I'm trying to show right for my boss. Then here we go. Like, you know, I, I'm just going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar fan by default. The I get it. I get it. But I don't, I don't know, dude. Just... <laughs> Damn, Jerry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say this. I apologize, Tony Khan. I probably will to your face when I meet you. But the Jacksonville Jaguars are not a fucking marketable team. They're just not like when you see commercials for football gear. The Jacksonville Jaguars are not even in the fucking commercial. It's just not a marketable team. It's not a recognizable team. Like they they're they're so willing, they're so desperate to put their name out there that they take the shittiest games of going over to London at, at like 8 a.m. our time to go play to get some recognition. I'm just being honest about this team no, no, right I now. I get they have the number one draft pick in Trevor Lawrence, but they just got rid of a piece of shit in Urban Meyer, first of all, who turned out to be a a real piece of shit. Uh, telling telling the kicker, telling Josh Lambeau, and I quote, hey, fuckhead, make your kicks, and kicking him in the shins during practice. So, um, But no, I, I get I just that. Don't, like, right now, if if... And given the fact that Urban Meyer's been through, like with the whole young girl at the bar grinding up against him and saying that he stayed back to babysit his grandchildren when he's there's video of said girl grinding up on him in a bar. I just don't think it's a it's a good look to want to promote that brand right about now. No, and, and I get that. I just don't. <laughs> and, and, and like I said, I and, and I know they don't exactly have the most because we know other teams that suck, but their fans will like go head over heels for them. Even like the, 
the Brown fans, you know, they, they actually let me ask have you a something. Pa- when you go to Jacksonville, Florida, where the fuck are you going there for? Not a football game. Anything but a football game. You're going there. I, I'd even go there to watch AEW. If somebody offered me free tickets to a Jaguars game, I would tell them, fuck you. I'm going there to see AEW and I'd pay my way in to see AEW. Like, that's how much I'm not going to try and watch the Jacksonville. Well, Jaguars. if there's free tickets, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go enjoy the pool they have at the stadium. No, no. <laughs> not even that could get me to go into that stadium. Not even that, my friend. <laughs> All right, we got way off subject here. Yes, we did. Yep, yep. Um, next right, match here. I don't even care about football, but right. People have already tuned the fuck out. Um, uh, we got the TBS Championship semifinals here. Ruby Soho versus Nyla Rose. Man, the match this was. Uh, Nyla Rose led out uh, with uh, Vicky Guerrero. Shall we say? Yeah. Ruby uh, Ruby Soho didn't have anybody with her, right? No, she doesn't no. have. She doesn't she have faction or friends. Yeah, she's solo. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. I mean, this was a these these two girls beat the shit out of each other. Yes, bro. they did. Good lord, Nyla Rose works such a strong, stiff style. Holy shit. Well, Ruby, like the way you know, I really she's like a good she seller. Sold, she she sold her arm like you. Exactly. I love the I love the uh, even even my the mom psychology she, of that. My mom even thought she got hurt. Good, like good. <laughs> then they did their job. Yep. Then they did their job. That's amazing. It was a good match, man. That fucking <clears throat> turnbuckle spot where Ruby Soho got on her shoulders, and then she basically did a reverse Alabama slam where her face hit the top turnbuckle. Holy shit! Yeah, that was I'd never seen that. I don't ever recall there being a spot like that ever. No, that it's it's, it's been crazy, man. And that was a like, devastating spot. The women in AW are bringing it. Like, there's no question that you know from the 2021 was definitely kind of the year where the women really shine, especially no especially kidding. with the, especially with the lights out match Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker had. Like, yeah, no you know, it's like okay, it's like okay, they. It's like WWE, watch out! You know, you're gonna get you guys aren't the only one in, in town that have a top notch women's roster anymore. I love really good, I, and I love the ending of you know her hitting the finish. <laughs> you know, I kind of agree with Mark Henry when he said it on Buster about hitting the finish out of nowhere, basically. Right, right. I don't know why this guy keeps referring to her as Ruby Riot. It's fucking Ruby Soho. And he's got the picture yeah. of it saying Ruby Soho, and he still calls her Ruby Riot in the fucking review. And it's going to take some so time. Dumb. But you got the picture right there. Yeah, yeah. And you're writing the fucking article? Come on. By, by the way, we're using uh, Bleach Report as Cliff Notes. So I figured we better give him Yeah, like get with it. <laughs> it. It's been a significant amount of time since she's been Ruby yeah. Riot. Come on now. Um. By the way, Bleach Report, if you're. If you're listening to me, you guys need to fix your damn app. I could not order uh, f- full gear right away on your app. Like, it's been giving me trouble, so please fix that. Yeah, god damn it. Two months ago, Jake could not order full gear. God damn it. Yes, yeah, so I had to go fix it. The fight route after they... You they better fix it by double or nothing, assholes. Yep. <laughs> That's probably the next big one they're going to have on Bleacher Report, no. right? Or no, uh, oh, no what uh, was... Revolution. What was revolution. You better fix it by revolution, you assholes. Um, Ruby Soho defeats Nyla Rose nonetheless and moves on to the finals where she will face the winner of 
Jade Cardigill versus Thunder Rosa, which will take place. Is it next week? No, no, no. no. Yeah, Jade yeah, Cardigill versus Thunder Rosa is next week, right? Yep. Nice. So. Dude, next week's Dynamite is looking to be badass. Actually, no, have you seen what the... they, they announced for it so far? Yep. Yes, I have. You got that match, and then you got that trio's main event of basically the Undisputed Era versus uh, the Lucha Bros, right? No, I thought it was Orange Cassidy. I thought it was Best Friends. Orange Cassidy and his friends, right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, no, you're friends. right. The Best, best Friends. But yeah, nonetheless, we move on to our next match here. <clears throat> Griff Garrison versus Malachi Black. Griff Garrison obviously is part of the Varsity Blondes with Brian Pillman Jr. and Julia Hart. Yep. Which is not a part of the Hart family, but her name is yep. Julia Hart. Interesting. Is that really like, I'm just wondering if she used that name because that's really her legal last name. Or I'm just confused as I to mean, how I, she got that name. I mean, I, I mean, I have to look that up. I mean, obviously, my last name is... If it's her Hart, legal so. last name, I understand it. And it's like, what can you do? But if you just came up with that name, why would you do that? Why would you confuse wrestling fans like that? Because the name, every time I hear that last name, it's like, okay, you're well, part of the yeah, Hart family. And, and, you know what and, I mean? And, of course, you got Brian Pillman Jr. now. Part right, of exactly. Field, and, so. you, you kind of try to make that connection, but the yep. connection's not there. She's not yeah. part of the. She's not related to the Hart family in any way. Yeah, at but, all. Their name is just Julia Hart. It's weird. But yeah, but anyway, this match is in response to uh, Malachi Black, uh, Black missing Julia Hart. That's right. <coughs> Malachi Black, man. Jesus Christ, what a guy this guy is! Great match, by the way. Great, great match. Um, I felt Black like a, I is felt, a fucking beast. I did feel a little bad for the Varsity Blondes a little bit. It's like it's like. It's like wow, Malachi Black can just beat them both up by himself. <laughs> but they right. are built. But it, it it is the time to keep. I feel like they are eventually building Malachi for a main event scene eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I felt kind of bad how I was like for them a little bit, you know, like damn, he could just beat them up both by himself. But you know, right? This is obviously. I feel like Malachi. He's headed to the main event eventually. I can see him. Challenging. I mean, yeah. How do you not put a guy that size in the main event? Holy shit, the guy's like what six eight? No, he's not that tall. He's, he's only like, he just he looks bigger than he actually is. But yeah, I can see him and Hangman Page going next. Or no, I don't want the inverse Cody no more. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> oh, he's only six foot? Yeah, dude. Six foot two fifteen. He has that Matt Hughes thing where he look, can look bigger than he actually is. Oh, which is he's cool. only two inches taller than me. He's really only six foot. Yeah, he's only six feet. Wow, that That's gets me very hope. underwhelming. It's those well, tattoos. Tattoos, and it's what that is. Cool. Also, if you look at his legs, though, they're kind of skinny too. I mean, he's kind of chiseled. You know? Yeah. I think it's just his, his upper body that's pretty broad. Yeah. Uh, Griff yeah. Garrison here, I will say, what a hell of a worker that dude is, right? No, no, he is. He is yeah, definitely. He, he can make anybody look good. He can, yeah. and and I, I am very impressed with you know the Varsity Blondes kind of be, being that you know doing what they're doing in the tag team division. It's like obviously there's the top tier yeah. tag teams, but you still got to have a good middle tier too of tag teams. Not everybody can be the champion. 
So obviously, that'd be more like you know, varsity blondes, the acclaimed, right? Yeah. So uh, the the Steiners in their WWF days. Yeah. Not necessarily tag team champions, but a great solid tag team. Yeah. Because you know, a like I like I've been putting over since the beginning. You know, AW obviously they care about tag team wrestling. Yeah. <clears throat> like like you can tell and and you know and I, obviously I don't know if they're gonna come in or not but the Briscoes woo-hoo. yeah I I don't know if they are or not yeah, we're kind of waiting for that shoe to drop and, and and if they don't that's okay you know I don't mind if it, FTR and Briscoes just have matches they do on it somewhere else yeah right yeah that'd be really cool yep. Um, cool. So, our it's time for the main event. Um, time for the main event. <laughs> CM Punk, we're gonna have ourselves a six man tag team match, players. I'm going to make this a six man tag team match. Yeah, CM Punk, CM or, Punk, Darby or, Allen, and Sting versus MJFTR or or or, or John Lennon. Nice. Tonight, we're gonna have a six man tag team. <laughs> I mean, goddamn, Vince. <laughs> you look good. I mean, yeah. sure. Yeah, we're gonna have a tag team match. <laughs> yeah, that was the Raw SmackDown main event for many years. <laughs> what do you call it? People power. Yeah, people power. Yep. <laughs> like, like, what should we do for the main event tonight? Oh, I'll just throw how a six man tag. Put you know three different fused together that just. <laughs> But you know that's the thing. That's the difference here is that they're yes. not throwing six dudes out in a ring. Uh, all <laughs> these storylines interconnect. Exactly. And uh, <clears throat> it's an important six-man tag team match. Well, you know, and Mark Henry pointed this out too on the busted open, and I and I and I agree with him. Like I like I like how they look like a team, basically. Like like Darby Sting and CM Punk, they came out as a team, and of course FTR. Uh, MGF came out as a team. The aesthetic, yes, of them all look like as as a team. Yep, I agree. It was, it was just three main event guys. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just three. It, it wasn't just three random heels and baby faces. And here we go. Yep. You know, like these kind of actually meant something, which is pretty cool. Um, obviously, we see here. Sting come out with the uh, the the fists logo and the Chicago stuff and his face paint and wearing the CM Punk T-shirt and CM Punk comes out in an old school surfer Sting face paint and he's wearing, uh, you know, he's wearing actually wrestling tights instead of trunks with Sting's logo on him. Uh, Darby Allen comes out in this, I guess, uh, maybe you could say fuchsia type face fuchsia. paint. Fuchsia. <clears throat> I thought that was kind of like, yeah, fuchsia, but I don't know. I, Sometimes I I'm colorblind. A, a little tribute to Sting, though, a little bit. Was it okay? Well, I'm a not little, following. Li- I'm not paying attention. Bit. I mean, Sting. Yeah, that's right. Because he did have but... half of Sting's face paint design. That's right. He had a design, but not yeah. the color. No, not with, the color. He didn't go with red with like the wolf pack. I guess fuchsia because kind of a white and red. So I guess you can kind right. of <laughs> put that. This together. is uh. As Tony Schiavone mentions, this is Sting's first time back in action in the Greensboro Coliseum in 27 years. Yep. Am I getting that right? I don't know if it's 27, but it is a long 
amount of time. I have to long look at time. It. It's amazing. And uh, you know, uh, Sting didn't really hold back either. No, nope. in this match, I, you know, because we, it's 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 been known known secret. It's been an a well known thing. God, I don't know. Understand why I just said no known secret. It's been a well-known thing that uh, ever since the injury he sustained by taking that buckle bomb from Seth Rollins, that uh, Sting, you know, isn't necessarily, uh, you know, going to be taking a lot of spots from there on out because that was a pretty devastating injury uh, that he sustained at the hands of Seth Rollins. But But he still looked like a million bucks in this match. Holy crap. He did, man. He did some moves that I don't think anybody else thought that he would ever do because of the injury that he sustained. Yep. To be to be quite honest with you, like <clears throat> because we were basically told, weren't we basically told after that injury that Sting really couldn't sustain big bumps yeah. anymore because of that? Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, and uh, he didn't really hold back here, man. Yeah. There was a there was a time where he did a crossbody over th- all three of them. I love the MJF uh, psychology of this of r- constantly running away from Punk, saying basically yep. telling everybody, "You're not going to get that match and that payoff right now. We're going to make you wait yep. for it." The, the I whole love that the whole match from start to finish, CM Punk never got a chance to touch MJF. Yeah, I think that's what it was centered around it, mostly. It, 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 you know, it, I love that. Like he would tag out F- FTR even at the very end. You know, he he FTR saved MJF from getting touched by CM Punk. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, like I'll take the GTS. Just <laughs> obviously, MJF being a really different pinnacle, he'll they'll do it for him. Which goes to show that you don't always have to add the whole. If you touch each other, if one of each other touches each other, you're suspended. You don't have to add that stipulation. Yeah, to make man, it be effective. But man, I love I loved how at the very end of the match too, MGF grabbed the the uh commentator headset and was like, he didn't want to touch me this whole match. <laughs> like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. MJF's delusion. <laughs> Running away like a bitch. I remember yeah. that, yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> that was great, man. It was it was a great, great match, and all the spots in between were amazing as well. It wasn't like it was just one spot after almost to the point again. Again, to where it was almost overwhelming at, at times because there was just so much going on all By over way, the I place. Know, I know last week we didn't do top five tag teams of 2021, but FTR definitely would make that list if we had that on my list. I list. mean, we we basically have made a top five tag team list without making one. Yeah, you know, we've 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 time and time again mentioned the top tag teams in wrestling today. So, but you I, know. God, FTR is just amazing. By the way, he we is. can't talk, we can't talk about this match without also talking about they the, are. that 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 bump that uh, where Sting threw MJF over like holy shit. <laughs> over he threw the top MJF rope, over over the top rope, and it looked like MJF like landed. Oh like yeah, 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 bad. yeah. Like on his neck. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that was Damn. pretty devastating. Yeah, that was that was a little scary, but luckily FTR, you know, they they were they they broke his uh, they, they slowed him down enough. He was all right. Yeah, so, so yeah. I think a lot of it, I think, is MJF just knows how to land. I mean, he's taking some crazy. Yeah. MJF is 
and some crazy bumps too. Like, yeah, he like has. I remember the you know when Jungle Boy and the Poison Rana for the first time. Like, whoa, yeah. And also, yeah, that was uh, out, crazy. I, I love it. I love how Darby Allen does his suicide dives. Man, just totally just launches. Yeah, he's just like a it. human lawn dart. Yep. He just darts himself at people. And it's not that devastating either because he probably weighs about 120 pounds soaking wet. It's not like I think he's... I think he's 170. Darby Allen is at 170 pounds. I th- think that's what it is. Let's see here. You're going to lift it. You got You're going to do that. 175? Really? That's what he's billed as. Yep. Interesting. Wow, I did not think he was that solid. Holy shit. He, uh, it, that's solid for his size. He's only 5'8". Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like you, you think 175, you're like, oh, that's skinny. But it's like, for being 5'8", though, that's pretty solid. That's true. Well, I'm 5'9", though, and I, I mean, I've weighed 175 at times, 160 at my lowest. Yeah, but with with Allen, you can tell it's in solid muscle. That's true. He's, he's thinner than a stick, so that's all muscle. Yeah. So that's pretty goddamn solid for that size. That's interesting. <clears throat> um, but, but overall, this was definitely one of the best six-man tag team matches I've seen in a long time. Easily match of the night. Yeah. Easily. It's like the undisputed match of the night winner for us, for sure. Well, it was, you know, and, and I give, and this is what Ring of Honor was good for. Ring of Honor had some great, some good six man tag team matches too. But, but basically, I feel like AEW tapped into that tonight. Yeah. I mean, AEW has, uh, you know, they've been tapping into that and it just making yeah. sense, you know, just putting a lot of that is like, you know, putting the right people in the right matches. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, really? they there was rumors they were gonna do a trios tag match or title at one time, but right now they're kind of focused on a TBS women's title, which is good. They need to kind of only introduce one belt at a time. But yeah, they because have, they do have the roster for a trios belt if they really wanted to go that route. Well, yeah, exactly because you know they're you know you hear Jim Ross talk about it on Grill and Jr. all the time every week. It's like there's an oversaturation of of titles a lot yeah. and and if you keep you keep making titles you're gonna oversaturate it and while you have um while you have the the roster f- to fulfill that now um you know x amount of years down the road you may not have the amount the same amount of of personnel to fulfill that division and then it just becomes like a fall to the wayside type title. Well, I do think what you do at that point then is you retire. If like like if they, let's say they do bring the trios belt, then if it comes that way, then you just retire it at that point. Obviously, I thought the TBS title is a good idea because for that reason, because obviously they don't have a lot of uh, women tag teams, so it would make sense for them to do a women's tag team title, which was also kind of thought about a little bit. It's like no, let's right. just kind of have like. Like kind of like how the TNT title is, like have a TBS title, like the title you get before working your way up to the main title. Right, because I'm I'm all for each division, um, 
like the divisions here being men's and women's, at least having two titles. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's at least you should at least have those minimum. I don't think you should have any more than five per division. Yeah. So basically, basically, yeah, there's two for the men's right now, two for the women, and and one tag team title. Yeah. And the room, so in a rumored trios belt, maybe later, but that's still not that many titles, though, when you think about it. Yeah. It's only five titles total in between both divisions. Yeah. Five titles now. Yeah. Obviously, trios would make it six, but oh, like I, I mean, said, yeah. It, sorry, yeah, I wasn't counting if, the tag team. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well I, I was saying six if if they bring in a trios title. Five, yeah, no, but, but what I'm saying right was now, when I was counting the trios title in there, I wasn't counting the tag. Oh, uh, okay, no, I got you. Right. So yeah, it, it would ultimately counting the tag division would be six, and still, that's not even that's not even half the amount of titles that fucking WWE has. Yeah. So. And what they got two thing, titles for each show, and then they got tag titles for both shows, and they got a twenty four seven title and a fucking IC title, and then do they still got the US title? That a thing? Yeah, yeah, they have that. Yeah, Jesus Christ! And then, and then, and then they, of course, they have the women's tag belts. They don't have that many women's belts, I guess, but no, they don't. They just have the women's title yeah. for each show and a women's yeah. tagged belt. That's it. But of course, but of course, then you have the NXT belt. <laughs> that all. There's too many goddamn belts. Now, I don't mind when, uh, like like I said, when Kenny Omega is bringing belts from our companies in, like, hey, this is it. Right, but they, WWE like doesn't do that because yeah. wrestling doesn't exist outside of WWE. That's right. Them, so. Yeah, while AW, they, 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 they work with that wrestling outside of themselves. Exactly. All right, well, so that, that ends out that uh, edition of AEW Dynamite. Yep. Holiday Bash. Let's head over and do a quick, quick review here of um, Rampage here. Rampage. Obviously, the highlight match of the night was obviously, uh, well, there was two highlighted matches. There was Hook versus Bear Bronson, and then obviously Cody, Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara Sammy for the Guevara. TNT Championship. Yep. Um, um, I, I will I will, I will, touch on the other two matches, though. I, I thought... Uh, Jungle Boy versus Isaiah Cassidy, great solid match. Definitely did what they needed to do, you know, building that whole uh, three on three with with uh, Christian coaching up the Jurassic Express and Matt Hardy coaching up the uh, private party. It's like that's a way you can kind of incorporate old guys with new guys. So obviously, you know, like we all know the history that. Matt Hart and Christian have together, but now it's more of like, okay, I'm gonna put together, I'm gonna mentor my young guys to beat your young guys type thing. I love that. And then of course, uh, what was the other? Day? I don't have my notes. What's the other match? Oh, it was. Uh, I got it right here. It was uh, Leah Leah Hirsch versus uh, Chris Stratlander. Yeah, that was that was also a pretty solid match. I thought. Sorry, not Stratlander. Statlander. 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 Not Stratlander. She's she's from the Andromeda Galaxy, Jeremy. Damn it, get it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, I I honestly think you know, Layla Hirsch going heel is actually a good move for her. I would actually like her to join Team Taz. I think Team Taz could use a female member. And I think she would kind of fit, fit that bill. 
Nice. Let's yeah. See, let's just see if she's gonna go heel like that. But okay. Right. So, but now, now we'll talk about like the two, obviously the two highlights. First, we'll start with Hook versus Bear Bronson. For me, I was excited for this match because like Spare Bronson is obviously not Fuego de Soul. He's not just gonna throw him around a whole lot. And, oh, you know, by the way, it, let me just real quick before we move on. Okay. Uh because I was wondering before the show, I was like, where the hell is Marco Stunt? The Jurassic Express, right? Well, apparently, um, he's been going through some shit mentally, and then he had that hamstring injury. So, Oh, damn. Um, we'll, get, we'll get well soon, Marco Stunt. Yeah, man. I, I hope he does, and I hope he understands that he is worth something, whether he thinks that about himself or not. Yeah. You know, I, can, I, I get it, man. I get it. I get his position where he's talking about um, you know, he, uh, you know, he didn't feel like pursuing pro wrestling whenever his fans jumped on board with him or whether they still dislike him. You know, there was a lot of people who he was getting ripped apart online. basically, yeah. And, uh, that's, that's hard to deal with in the wrestling business, man. I get that. You know, me no. and Jacob, there's two people that understand that. It's me and Jacob. <laughs> oh Yeah. You know, we've we've had our share full of getting ripped apart by yeah. other people in this industry. So, man, I hope he's doing well, and I hope he comes back to the Jurassic Express because the Jurassic Express is not the same without him. No, he was definitely kind of like the little go guy. But I do, he's like awesome. I said, I I do like Christian Cage what he's doing though with him. Yeah, it gives him something so, to do. Although I do see Christian possibly going heel in the future and turning against him or something, and then setting up something with. Him versus Jungle Boy down the road, but in the meantime, though, right. like I said I like the coat. I like Matt Hardy and, and Christian Cage being coaches, basically. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Even though obviously Matt Hardy's character is a, a dirty carny that <laughs> dirty. Carny right. And it, it it going back to the <laughs> Jungle Boy match too. What I really liked and enjoyed uh, Ring Psychology moment here, right before. Uh, Jungle Boy put Isaiah Cassidy in what what does he call it? The snare trap. Snare trap, yep. He he kind of fled he kind of you know worked the crowd a little bit and you know swung Isaiah Cassidy around by his leg. That's great stuff. Yep. Like like you said, like it's not like you said, but I forget uh who said this, but it's it's not necessarily the moves that you do, but it's the stuff in between the moves that you do. There's little subtle things like that that really make a match yeah, the little things it's a little things well it's kind of and i say cassidy did this too like where he after he did this uh after he did his uh his his version of suicide dive flip forgot what it's what they called it how he kind of just did a pose afterwards yeah it's like that's what kind of made sammy guevara you know great when he always did that too i think he's kind of t- turned that toned that down a little bit since being a face but yeah, it's the subtleties. The subtleties it's a little yeah. subtle. It's the subtle things that you do in between yeah. the moves that really make it. Yeah. No, actually, no. Sandy still does it, but, but not as often. It's endearing now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he did do it this match, though. We're going to talk about later, though, against Cody. Not that right. I'm remembering. <laughs> yeah, you were touching on the other matches, though. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're talking about obviously the one we were waiting waiting for a hook versus bear bronson like like the thing that interesting now was like kind of like like okay so he had a really good first debut against the soul 
obviously I I know you didn't really like Taz kind of overselling him on commentary and I and I and I kind of talked to him, you're gonna you have the same problem this week a little bit too but it was interesting seeing him kind of wrestle a new guy like somebody a little bit bigger like okay let's see who he does <coughs> I was interested in that as well, well yeah I mean but overall I enjoyed the match and and I obviously you're we're gonna touch on this and and I do agree with your point. Maybe it's time he does some editor, not so much his first stuff because he is kind of just. You got me kind of thinking he is kind of doing a lot of what Taz is, used to do, like his moves and the jump up after. After I forgot what movie it was where he just popped up. But that was kind of a Taz Taz's thing too, and it's like you do want to kind of separate yourself a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um... Because, like I said earlier, when Randy Orton first came out, you didn't see him coming out and doing his dad's moveset. You know, yeah. and from day one, Randy Orton made it a point to not be ha- want to have anything to do with his dad. I mean, obviously, he brought his dad back in certain storylines and whatnot, but that was honestly the way he did that was basically to tell him, fuck you, dad. I don't want to be like you, basically when Randy Orton brought Bob Orton back into those storylines. So I think it would benefit hook greatly to do the same. And and I get that. Obviously just go as far away from his dad as he possibly can, because when you do that, when you're just like, yeah, he's my kid and you're doing all this homage shit and you're, you know, you're just, you're doing things for the sake of fanfare. You eventually book yourself into this corner to where there's no originality anymore. And your character just dies out because people have gotten over the whole honeymoon phase of your Taz's kid. Yeah. I mean, and I do agree with that. One thing that the, the one thing that's different between Orton and his dad versus Taz and, and, and hook, obviously Obviously, Taz's style kind of still works for this day and age. Bob Orton's uh, style didn't really work for the 2005s and stuff. Yeah, it was pretty outdated by then. Yeah, Taz's style was kind of that shoot fighter, almost MMA kind of like thing that kind of still, it kind of still works. That's why I'm I'm all right with him doing some of it. I mean, I I don't know if I want to see Hook start flying all of a sudden across the ring and stuff and. I guess what I'm I guess what my I guess what my issue with it is is that I wish they just wouldn't be so fucking obvious about it. I wish they would just kind of be like Curtis Axel. Everybody (laughs) knew everybody knew that Curtis Axel was Mr. Perfect's son. But WWE wasn't obvious about it. And he still did the perfect plex and he did things like that to tribute and homage to his dad, but he wasn't going around saying I'm Mr. Perfect Son, everybody. You know. Now, Hook hasn't done that yet. He hasn't. No, his dad has done that for him. (laughs) Unfortunately. Without. He hasn't. He's never said this word son once, though, in his commentary, though. No, but. He never said, that's my boy right there. (laughs) If it looks looks and smells like it, chances are it is. That's my boy. Look at my boy he, kicking ass. <laughs> I mean, he he has said that, but without saying the words "my boy." No, I, and I get that. So and, we, and we all get it. Well, 
well, he brought out, you know, all teams as like, you're gonna watch my son, damn it. <laughs> like Hobbs, what are you doing in the back? You're getting you're gonna get it over here, Rick. <laughs> I mean I just wish they wouldn't be so obvious about it. No, I get that. Well I wish they just calm it down just a little bit and just let him be his own thing because I, that's the best thing you could do for him is let him be his own I, thing. You know what I kinda almost want like later down the road. I want I want him to start rejecting his dad. Yeah, I want him to be fuck uh, you dad. I, I, want, I want I want the I want, fuck you dad moment. I kind I kind of do want. I mean, not not like the Randy Orton style, but I mean more of the no more more of just, the, the. I want the Gen Z. Yeah, the, the, the Gen Z asshole Logan Paul thing. That's what I. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I I'm, honestly. The, I'm better than you. You're just an old yep. washed up fuck. I hate you. You uh, you tried to make me be what you wanted me to be. I want to be what I want to be. Type thing. That shit. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that and like because Logan Paul has heat. Right. The, the Island Boys have heat. I mean, they got the Island <clears throat> Boys, they got the heckle the shit out of at Logan Paul's fight. It's like there is some money here, damn it. <laughs> you know what the you, you know what you know would be the perfect it's, line to do it too? You know it'd be the perfect line for Hook to say to do it. And unlike you, Dad, I don't have dreams of just sitting behind a headset and a desk for the rest of my life. <laughs> I actually have dreams of becoming a world champion in a company that's not emanating from a bingo hall in South Philadelphia. That'd be some good heat. There you go. Although I think what could happen. Hook, though, you're welcome. I, I will plot. be needing royalties. Tony Khan, <laughs> you can you can uh, send all the royalties to uh, my address. And uh, I would gladly take uh, a percentage of the T-shirt sales for that as well. I'd almost even be fine with a mixed reaction, like where like the gingers in the crowd are like cheering on Hook, while while eventually the older people kind of turn on Hook. Yeah, like I wouldn't mind that because <laughs> well, all he got to, all he has to do for that is just to come out and say he's pro vaccination and. Well, that'll, that'll do it right there. Well, I kind of hack Let's not go down that route. Exactly. exactly. That's exactly my point, though. That's all he's got to do is just come out and say COVID-19 vaccine is the most effective way to treat COVID. And then all the Gen Zers will be on his side and all the fucking old <laughs> people will hate him. That's all yeah. he's got to do. Uh, I got you. Uh. <laughs> well, you got to get hooked to credit this. Like, the man has a lot of attention right now. How high he keeps it, who knows? But pretty much, he comes out. Everybody wants to see what the hell is going to happen. Well, there's something to say with that. I wonder how far that hype stretches, though. Like, obviously, that hype is there with all the wrestling fans and like the people who are in the know. I would like to just, I would like to get like, I would like to get a group of like a hundred, like uh, casual fans who dip in and out of it. And get them in a room and have them watch this and be like, "Do you know who this is? Do you know what's going on?" They probably still recognize him just because he was always around Team Taz. And maybe, and, and I, I'm granted because you didn't even, you didn't even know about the memes exactly because I didn't about no. how the whole stuff hook memes. That's where that's where a lot of it kind of started, basically. Like, right? The jo- running joke was like, "Hook's always there, but not doing anything." It's like, send hook, send hook. And then right. finally, they, they they sent in Hook, and 
lo and behold, he knocks it out of the park. So <laughs> that's why there's such a hype, hype now. And he just he just hit a near home run this night, and we'll see if that keeps happening. Right. No, I mean, um, I just wonder. Like, I know the hype's there with the fan base, but that fan base is so it only stretches so far. Yeah. You know it, what I mean? No, don't get me wrong. Hook is not Brian Danielson or, or CM Punk. Like, right. like I know who this guy is. Level. He's touching with a certain percentage of the audience. Yeah. He's not touching with the whole entire audience, but I hope, I do hope one day, eventually hook does um, catch on with the whole entire audience. And I hope he's something that the whole audience yeah. enjoys. And, and at the end of the day, you know, like, well, well, two things, two more things for Hook, though. Like, like obviously, we haven't seen him dynamite wrestle. That that's it's gonna be kind of more of a, a telltale point. And the other thing is basically, um, you know, I think the fact that he's home, super homegrown, kind of like the way Dante Martin is. Yeah. Like, like how AW was kind of like, okay, this guy obviously didn't come from WWE or anything like that. Or he's even not, Ring of Honor, you know. Like he's like, not he, our he's, guy now, but he will be yeah. in like about six years from now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You can you can see it there. He's part yeah. of that. He was he what he is to AEW now. What the Rock and Triple H were to the WWF in nineteen ninety five. Yeah, you can see I mean, it. I think that's fair. More you sh- can see it. Yeah, I say Triple H too because obviously his WCW take. Right, Tanner wasn't that strong. Although well, he no, did, but like, although he did like do Hunter Hearst Helmsley yeah. shit and then the Rocky yeah. Maivia shit, you know, they're yeah. like hokey ass gimmicks. Oh, really? But eventually, they would evolve to becoming in like their biggest players. Yeah, I like that AEW is doing that. You need to grow homegrown stars because these names that they have now are not going to be around forever. Oh yeah, there is a shelf life on every fucking wrestler, and it is long or it is short and it is quick. Unless you're Sting. And, but see, the reason why Sting lasted so long, though, is because he wasn't doing all this shit that these kids are doing now. That's true. You're going to see a lot shorter careers now, more than ever, because these guys are doing shit that is just going <clears> to <throat> cripple them in 10 years. But I do think one thing that kind of prolonged the time, and that's what where Kenny Omega is really smart about that. He's taking a break. He needs he needs but, to calm down his style. That's that's how you're able to prolong. He can kind of do that while still. I hope he's taking this time to reflect to figure out how he can calm down his style. It needs to chill out a little bit. He just doesn't little, need to be so just a little. Yeah, his his days of doing the doing the fucking uh who, who did uh, the Okada shit that's gone, man. Those days are gone, and he has to accept that. He can't be acting like he's facing Okada every night and pulling all that shit out or facing Will Ospreay or facing Ricochet and just going balls to the wall every night. No, I got you, you know, you got you, you to gotta calm that shit down if you're going to have a lengthy career. Well, AJ Styles was able to calm it down and still kind of yeah. maintain yeah, that. Yeah, there's, uh, I'm not saying he's got to calm it all the way down, but just like... yeah. You know, break out those moves yeah. 
every you know more, every more sparingly every tent pole event rather than every no, week. You. No, I get you. I understand yeah, that but... you have the heart and you have the passion and you want to give it your all every night, but there comes with a price to pay for that when you give it your all every night as well. No, I agree. And AJ Styles is probably the best example of that because he was the guy that if he, if you look at him in TNA versus him. Obviously, toward the end of TNA no. slash yeah. New Japan, which definitely even now is totally different style. It's, di- it's day and night. I mean, think about this, man. Hulk Hogan, all he did was, you know, uh, you know, a, a leg drop and a body slam, and he's, he's, you know, he was fucking crippled for so long, and he don't still is. About, don't forget about those Hulk punches. That's what I'm saying. Like he did the most minimal shit. Could you imagine what it's going to be like for these dudes nowadays? Or doing fucking. You know, Spanish flies and hurricane ranas outside the yep. fucking dives and four fifties and Canadian destroyers. It's gonna take years off of dudes' careers. But damn, we love seeing it. <laughs> it's entertaining, but I feel like, and I'm glad wrestling's coming to this point where that shit's starting to calm down. We were like the last, you know, in the within no, the last five years, we were very much in that stage of like let's. Let's do it all. Let's pull it all out. And now we're dialing back from that. You're seeing, and I'm loving it because it's like those moves are awesome, but they're not awesome when you see them every single match on the card in succession. It gets a little bit, you know, fatiguey. Yeah, I got you. Buffets, well, creating buffets. Buffets. Well, and plus, just adding more submissions has definitely helped. Creating Jimmy Buffets. I mean, I mean, obviously, even Jungle Boy is using a snare trap now to kind of offset some of that. Exactly. Like, okay, how do I set up for a snare trap? Basically, creating Jimmy Buffett's. Yep. That's what we like. Yep. Singing about Margaritaville and cheeseburger in paradise. All right, I think it's now time for the main event. Yeah, we done okay. fucked around too long. Yep, <laughs> we're running on two hours here. Yeah, yes, we are. Let's wrap this shit up and put a bow on it. Gotcha. Not that I want to rush the main event though, because there was, I think there was a lot of important stuff there too, though. I mean, yeah, I I know the internet's kind of like conflicted on Sammy Guevara's title run as TNT champion. I liked it, honestly. What's the confliction? I don't know. Some people were saying that he that he didn't need the belt or something like. I I don't. I, it was kind of weird. Like he didn't quite fit it. I didn't really pay too much attention to it, but that's what I kind of heard. See, what the fuck does that even mean? He didn't even fit it. It's not even a fucking weight class. What does that mean? I, he didn't I, fit it. I I don't know. Like, I don't even think people really stop to think about what they say. Like like I said, I think they just say shit. I don't want to speculate on too much, but I figured it was worth enough just to bring up. But overall, I love the matches he had with, you know, kind of, he kind of did the Cody Rhodes thing, obviously. I mean, about where it's like, I'll take on all comers. Like, that's what the TNT belt is also about. Like, like, obviously, you know, he took on Jay Lethal. It was a great match. Uh, Tony Nese, also great match. Here's a question I have. Um, Bobby, we obviously, Bobby Fish, we, Ethan Page. We ob- I mean, we obviously know that it's almost like the endurance title too. Well, we know that right now that the the world title is saved for a select few, and unfortunately, Sammy's not one of those few. And you want to tell me a guy like Sammy Guevara doesn't deserve to hold a title ever? Well, like, what the fuck else were you gonna do with him? Yeah, you can't I mean, make him AEW World Championship because you got 
a whole bunch of names that, no offense to Sammy, are bigger than him that are vying for that title right now. So what the fuck? And then you're not going to put a title on him when you have no. the opportunity what, to? What, what the like, fuck does that even mean? What? Like, like, like I said, I, I don't want to speculate too much. But that's why that's why people on the Internet are just fucking dumb and just shut their mouths because they have no idea what they're talking about. No, you want to no, take definitely. a look at a guy like Sammy Guevara and the amount of talent and the amount of charisma that that guy has. You want to tell me that he's never deserves to be a champion of any kind ever. Although the fuck on although, man. Although although eventually he does, I think he should get the world championship. I do too, but now is not that time. No, he's he's, he's a futures now. guy. He's not a now guy. Yeah. You know, although and that's I, what the TNT title is kind of for. Yeah, the future. It's kind of like what the IC title was in the mid nineties. Yep. It's getting you ready. Exactly. But Jesus Christ, people. But some, but obviously some fucking people's kids, man. I'll tell you what. No, no, I got you. But honestly, him and Cody had a very good match. Um, I feel like Cody, he's definitely still playing that. Am I a hill or am I a face? I'm a hill or a face. Um, is he still coming out of the middle? He's still coming out of the middle. Um, okay. I do agree with this one one YouTuber I like, Tranquilo Club. Basically, I feel like this is a this is not supposed to be like an abrupt heel turn. This is more of a long term heel turn face, basically where. Where, where Cody, where, where Cody is one of those like I'm not just gonna turn heel for the fans. Like this is doing a, TV the way it was supposed to be done, long burning like, it, like long burning it. Yeah, like he's because he he's sadly he's always sadly teasing it. Like obviously, like like it looks like he's gonna go for a pedigree, but he turns into a tiger driver basically. <laughs> but it's, it's like a, it, Cody knows what he's doing basically. It's a wrestling company realizing their role. Yeah. The audience works for you. Yep. You don't work for the audience. You dictate the audience's reaction. So if you want to burn out a fucking storyline, then long burn that bitch all you want to because guess what? The audience doesn't have a choice at that point but to sit there and just enjoy it. Well, yeah. But I feel like but yeah, like yeah, they're giving the audience what they want, but it's going to be like in their way, it's gonna be like you said. It's a, not a in slope. a microwave society standpoint. Yep, <laughs> it's something different. Because you want to see, like, you want to like, see like, a hot you know, shot bl- booking blow your load all over the place. Shit, go watch WWE. Yeah, that's not what's happening but, here at but, AEW. But basically, it's not a heel turn just to be a shocking heel turn. Like oh, he just turned on. <laughs> yeah, they're not they're not doing shit. They're not grandstanding for the sake of yeah. doing so. They're just like, um, they're making it make sense and mean something. They're making Cody just hit a good guy with a chair in a in a backstab and like it, uh, get the reaction. Like it's a like the tranquil guy was pointing out. Like it, it's a slow and I, and I love it. Yes, this is and, what wrestling used to yeah. be. Remember, guys. Yep. Remember when you'd wait almost three months for a final payoff this is what's happening and by by the way did you see did you send the did you see the video i sent you <coughs> i did i did About, watch like, it the after the after the show obviously this wasn't meant for the tv but <laughs> but damn it's like it, it's like talk about really kind of like 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 letting the people in attendance kind of have a peek at the future a little bit and I love um, how Co- I love how Cody just trolled the fans. He's like, 
oh, you know, there's something wrong with my heel here. <laughs> I think, honestly, um, I, I don't really think – I don't necessarily think that's what it was. I just think it was uh, – Well, he was I think, playing – I think what was happening – I think what was happening is that I think Tony's really trying to get a gauge of how the audience sees Hook, and that I really, too. I really want to, I really think he wants to really see how people are taking to him, so he can see if maybe at one point in time he can put him in a spot like that and it would work. Um, I think that's what that was. Yeah, I really do. Well, Cody would definitely be a good matchup for Hook, obviously. It will, and Hook will be that good if yeah. they just let him be. Yep. That's the biggest key to all of this. Do not get caught up in his lineage because the minute you do that, you're going to kill his character. Yeah. Stop making it so obvious. <laughs> stop making it so obvious. Please stop doing that because although you are appealing to a lot of your fan base, you are neglecting and alienating the typical wrestling fan is what you're doing. So, 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 so this is clear. Jeremy's not a hook hater. Jeremy's a wants a book long time. Well, long as hook. Well, <laughs> well, no, what I'm saying is, is that no, as we seen this for this, especially the Dynamite Holiday Bash, the typical wrestling fan is what's going to make or break your ratings. It's what's going to make or break your pay-per-view buy rates. So you might want to start appealing to them more if you want to make more money and do better business than the whole inside baseball shit constantly. There, there's definitely a balance, though. There needs to be a balance. There's definitely a balance. There needs to be a balance. I'm not for one way or the other. I'm I'm all for get serve a purpose to both so that way everybody is happy. Like yeah, exactly. Well, and, and one thing I'll say about this too, like obviously we talked about this earlier. I think eventually it's leading to Kenny Omega, Bucks, the Elite versus Hangman Adam Page and 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 of course or undisputed versus undisputed. A lot of that they they aw should not just rely on people's former knowledge of these teams especially when it comes to undisputed they kind of have to teach people like i was like my mom who watched like she didn't really watch nxt she doesn't know adam cole she doesn't know bobby fish she don't know kyle o'reilly so to her she was kind of lost a little bit exactly it's like, I, I, like i had explained, exactly my point i i do have to explain <laughs> why this is a big deal and and even the part where where it Find was kind of balance where why because I had a reminder, like, okay, this is kind of why Kyle O'Reilly and uh, had a, uh, uh, Adam Cole were kind of looking at each other. Because their last match was against each other in NXT, basically. So I think that's what they were kind of playing off a little bit. Like, hey, there's still a little bit of something between there. But that's, like I said, that's too much having them know inside baseball and too much on the other <laughs> product. So I, I, I am all for... Like I said, I'm all for 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 the for the dream six six man saints tax, but I need it. I need you guys to kind of show AW audience why this is what it is, instead of just yes. expecting them to know it going in. Instead of just assuming they know, and yes. assuming that everybody's watching but, everything all the time, and they can yeah. always connect the dots. Because quite to be quite truthful, 
There's a lot of fucking wrestling to keep up with, man. Yes. There's a oh. ton of wrestling to keep up with, and not everybody has the time to sit there for 20, 24 hours a week and watch wrestling. No, you I just agree. don't. You know, most of us, most of the typical wrestling fan is a family man and they have kids and they yep. have other shit outside of wrestling, but they still enjoy it because it was what their childhood was and they come back to it every once in a while. You have to make it make sense to them. You gotta cater. That's who's going to be getting, be getting your biggest buy rates and your biggest houses yeah. and everything else. But you yes, you're going to always draw in your fan base and your fan base is always going to come back and you're always going to sell out your arena with your fan bases, but you shouldn't be doing things to appeal to the arena audience. You should be doing things to appeal to the television audience because those are your no, biggest no. audience. No, I agree. Period. But, but basically you have to pretend like you, the, the, the people that just say the people that only watch AW have not watched anything else. Basically. I think that's the best way to put it. Do it. Structure the story as if somebody who's never seen this, you can explain it to them. Yeah. If you if, do it to where you were an L, if you were on an elevator pitch, you know, hey, uh, so what's going on with AEW nowadays? Oh, well, uh, you know, there's these guys and, you know, you well, should you should be able to say there's these guys who have been around a lot, uh, you know, Adam Cole, Kyle Riley, and Bobby Fish, and they just got back together, you know, instead of saying, oh, well, Kyle Riley, Kyle Riley, Bobby Fish, and Adam Cole are back together. And some guys like who? I do think next week for you Dynamite, know, and it's going to be a lot on the commentators. Obviously, he kind of they do got a pretty heavy task ahead of them. Because I'm explaining pretty, that story. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They're they're they got their. <laughs> <laughs> they got some they, work cut out. They need to I would figure have, it out. I would have almost liked them not to have a match first and almost have like some promos and backstage stuff. And But I think that's what's going to happen. Obviously, they're going to probably – the commentators are going to be re- having to explain a lot of it. They got the best commentators to do that, though. You know what AEW needs? M- minus Tony Morella. Man, I missed it. <laughs> You know what AEW means, and I'm not saying that just I'm not saying this just because I'm a real big fan of him. But honestly, it's something so simple that anybody could get, and it's gonna be the biggest thing in wrestling in like five years, I promise you. AEW needs Dan Housen. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's gonna be the biggest thing in wrestling in five years. If this dude can go to Conan O'Brien and have Conan O'Brien wanting him to be a guest on his show, that speaks volumes, man. If Conan O'Brien wants to let the fucking world know who Danhausen is, saying that's that's speaking volumes. Yes, I agree. Telling you he's gonna be the biggest thing in wrestling in five years because it's easily explainable. I can explain to you who fucking Dan Housen is in like two minutes. You don't need to know every little thing about Dan Housen. He can show you in a match who he is. And you get it. And it's great. And it's amazing. So, by the well, way. There's, there's always some signs in AW2 for him. 
I've seen the crap. They do Danhausen. Well, Danhausen is built for TV. That character is made for TV. Yep. It's not made for indie spot shows. It's made for TV. The shit he does in a match is made for TV. Hands down. By the way, um, <clears throat> we were going over Christmas presents uh, this past week as we wrap it up here. And uh, Jake, guess what my guess 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 what my lovely wife Morgan got me for Christmas? AEW cards. I want those. No, although we should get those. She got me a Danhausen t-shirt. <laughs> oh, nice. <clears throat> she knew exactly what I wanted, and she got me a Danhausen t-shirt, which is fucking amazing. Which Danhausen, if you're listening, and he's probably not because he has no idea, and he's got a lot of other things on his mind, like a fucking broken leg to take care of. Um, get well, buddy. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you've seen any of the YouTube videos of Danhausen on Jericho Cruise, but yes, they, they still yes. use the AW ring for that, and it Danhausen just looks home in the aw ring dude i watched danhausen's youtube channel like you wouldn't know i love that guy's you that guy that guy's a walking personality i was like you probably actually know him more than i do at this point yes Which i know is, exactly that doesn't usually doesn't usually happen nowadays <laughs> i fucking dude i'm telling you i if there's i'm telling you if there's an idea that would get look if there's an, one if there's one piece of advice I can give Danhausen, it's like, dude, start a segment where you just start reading people bedtime stories. I'm telling you, it'll get over. Like that'll make so much fucking money because he's just so entertaining. I well, love how he I love how he calls Billy Gunn's sons the ass boys. It's amazing. He made that, a sh he made a that shirt caught, that caught on. By the way, he made a shirt where he, he crossed out the Gun Club and he wrote the ass boys on it. <laughs> the crowd's chanting it to him on dark and they yeah that's what on. i'm saying man this guy's gonna this guy's gonna be the biggest thing in wrestling in like four or five years all right I don't, not that i want to turn this into a total fantasy book show but let's let's but let's just humor it for a little bit what what would you do with dan housing though well, get him an make, i well i just started him i'd start him out in a storyline with somebody and I don't know who, but it doesn't really fucking matter. That's the thing with Danhausen is you can put him up against anybody and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. He's got five different separate spots that as long as he gets in, you get what Danhausen is about. He's got to have the teeth. He's got to have the tequila kick. He's got to, you know, there's there's like three or four spots of his that he does. That yeah. just tells you who Danhausen is. That's why he's going to be huge because it doesn't take much to explain who he is, and you get it, and you love it, and it's funny as fuck. Well, I mean, would you like just have him like pop up out of nowhere, or uh, like like help somebody attack attack somebody, or just kind of start with a backstage vignette or something? Or I'd start with a backstage vignette because okay. you do need a little bit of a backstory. If you haven't been watching who Danhausen is, I feel like you do need a little bit of an introduction because he's he's marketable to enough to the point to where you go, who the fuck is this guy? Because you see this guy in face paint, you're like, who's this guy? Who's this is Danhausen? Everybody's talking about Danhausen. But once you get the backstory, you get it. And and I think that is important too. Like 
especially with 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 him because obviously we've seen plenty of people with face paint so we gotta show why he's different than that which he is yeah because trust me I, I know enough of him to know he 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 obviously didn't go down that dark goth route no. there's, there's already plenty of plenty of those characters it's amazing it's and and i think i think the fact that he has the no cussing rule and everything is going to make him that much more marketable as time goes forward and i'm telling you he's gonna be the biggest thing in wrestling no doubt about it the guy has a personality he has the fan base it just needs to be put on the bigger platform and i'm telling you he's gonna be the biggest fucking thing yeah I still i'm telling this. you i still love this ring of honor match he had it with the dude it's 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 fucking great it's great it's so great and he was he was actually scheduled to wrestle um who was who's the guy with the headphones on aw comes out rapping uh max caster yeah he was he was scheduled to wrestle him and then he broke his leg um he's actually coming down to portland in uh january and i'm gonna go see him he's gonna be a guest host on an indie show down here Matt Caster's growing on. I think me and a lot of people. It's just kind of weird. He's a future star too. Yeah. He's gonna be one of those guys that's not a really a big star now, but in five years from now, he'll be one of the top guys. Probably I think we all kind of thought too much of him as a John Cena early D John Cena ripoff, but then he kind of yeah. he became star becoming his own thing. Yep. Basically. Which, which I love <laughs> separating himself from it, which he should. And, and I'm really yeah. proud of him for it. And I know they're not really a featured team right now in AEW, but trust me, just give it time, man. Just give, give it time with all these younger guys. Just wait until the stable names now are gone because they're not going to last forever. The CM punks, the fucking, you know, Cody Rhodes is the Christians all those yeah, guys Brian, that Brian, Chris, said three more Brian years, Daniels, three more years, yeah. man. He knows Brian Daniels, the Chris Jericho's, all those guys. Wait, the Young Bucks, Kenny, when they are gone, these guys are going to be the guys that take their fucking place. I promise you. Like, if you don't think that those three injuries that Omega just had are not going to take some years off of his career. You are sadly mistaken because they took some years off of his career. You don't have those type of injuries and it not slowed down your in-ring performance. It's going to, because I think he had a, I think he had a knee, a rib and a shoulder injury, right? Is that what was going on? Yeah. Yeah. Those things slow you down as time goes on because you only have so much wear and tear on those joints before they get completely fucked and you're done. I don't know if I told you this, Jeremy, though. Um, at, at, at All Out, when it was MJF versus Jericho, and, uh, of course, if Jericho loses, he can never wrestle in AW again. I was – that match, I was actually kind of like, I'm not ready to see Jericho go away yet from wrestling I entirely. I don't I, think I, anybody is, but I, 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 I think I, his I, family I, is. I, I literally felt the emotion of like, damn it. Like I, it's like, is this really it for Jericho? The whole match. I think Chris's family is ready for him to come home. Yeah, I know he is, but man, I, I actually was, I actually got invested in that match while watching it. I was like, damn it. I can't like, like, no, I'm not ready for Jericho to pull Ric Flair here. (laughs) Cause I know Jericho. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Yes. I was ready. I was like, 
It's like yeah, Rick, it's time. You 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 you've done your time. Well, the thing is, is that like now you're going to see that happening at younger ages with guys because they're doing what it took yeah. Ric Flair 30 years to do. They're doing it in like 15. Yeah. They're doing it in half the time because of TV. You know, it took Rick well, a long time to like get to the end because when he first started his career, television was just in itself as a mass audience thing was just starting. It hadn't even been a thing in mass households to have wrestling in front of a mass audience. So that's why it took him forever to end his career. But the the guys that you see now, like the Jerichos and everything, they've been in front of a mass audience pretty much since day one. Yeah. So they're going to retire in half the time because you did all that in half the time because you were on weekly television. (laughs) Yeah. Rick wasn't. Back in his heyday, you know, you you saw a match of his every maybe two or three months on closed circuit yeah. television. Yeah. So those well, are, that's kind of the differences there. Well, I know Brian Danielson, you know, he he's even said, you know, he's only gonna do just three more years full time. Yeah, well, yeah, and like like I guess he, he doesn't injuries wanna, play a factor in that as well. Yeah. But he you know but that Brian Danielson doesn't want to go he he wants to go hundred percent. He, he wants to he wants to keep that crazy style. Yeah, and that's and fine. And, 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 and that's and, fine and, if you and, do. And, and I do and I do respect that. I mean, obviously, I do know it's probably right. gonna, it, it, we're gonna get less of him later on because, yeah. at least a full time, him being full time. And, and I'm, but yeah, and as long that's as you fine know, because you yep. and that's fine because I want to see these younger guys blossom. Yep. And I think they under I think the older guys understand that. I think they understand they're there to make the younger guys blossom, yeah. get a little bit of their shine, and then you know, right off into the sunset, and that's amazing. That's so amazing. Yeah. All I, right, I, well, I just want to say thank you, AW, for all this. That you, this was a great, awesome, great, man. This was a great year that AW had. Obviously, it was a monumental perfect, year for AEW for sure. It, it was. I know it's kind of like the new thing, and some a lot of wrestling fans are still in the honeymoon phase and shit. But this is a pretty monumental year for AEW. But you know, and and for as much criticisms as I may have of it, dude, I still watch the shit, not because I have to; it's because I want to. Yep. You know, my my criticisms are just nitpicking from the standpoint of a typical wrestling fan. Like yeah. your mom that's watching, and I'm not yeah. saying that as a joke. Like literally, like people. No, like well, your, well, your she mom. Watch it. <laughs> I've used her as an example. So. I know. <laughs> I'm not. What I'm trying to point out is I'm not just saying like your mom, haha, your mom. Yeah, I got you. I got you. No, for people like yeah. your mom who don't like who watch it, but they don't necessarily know everything that's going on yeah. inside baseball. You yeah. know. For that's the oh, that's where that's that's where my criticisms come from, and I want people to understand that. No, I get that. I'm not trying to be the grouchy asshole screaming at the clouds. You know, I'm just trying to. I want wrestling to grow. I want it to get to the biggest audience it could possibly get to. I really do I because it, it means good things for everybody else down the pipeline. Could you imagine a world where so everybody always likes to bring up the attitude of area? What if one day, like, what if wrestling could get more known in, than it was in the attitude era? Could, That's what I'm saying. Could, could you imagine could, what would happen if we had 
10 million people every week watching both AEW and WWE. Could you imagine what that would mean for the yeah. independent circuits and how much fucking money they would just make? Not just AEW. But can you imagine you had 10 million people a week watching that shit? What that would mean for the wrestling business as a whole to live on in society. Mean, mean amazing yeah, that, things. It would. And then everything the though that I would see. mean that would mean what it means now. You know, for example, WWE is coming here next September, Seattle, right? SmackDown. I'm not disappointed I'm missing that show because I got fucking Defy Wrestling right down the street. And if I ain't got Defy, we can go to a GCW show. If we can't go to a GCW show, we can go to fucking MLW. And if we can't go to MLW, there's some fucking indie somewhere who's going to have great card that we can go check out. One thing, though, I will say about that, though, I don't want wrestling as a whole ever kind of to sell out to the point where, like, I still want them to keep the hardcore fans happy. Though. Buffets, Jake. Yeah, buffets. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, obviously, we don't need, you know, every, every a celebrity in every single match or something like that. No, but it is fun every once in a while. Yeah, no. and Just to see. It, 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 that's funny, and actually, I think it is kind of necessary too. I think AW should still keep, you know, I, have on their shack the... up here and stuff like that, and have there. That's always that's always been kind of a part of wrestling. Like I know I... a lot. Of, there's a big people that don't like it, but like WrestleMania, the first WrestleMania was kind of like that's what it kind of was. So was, if it wasn't like, for those celebrities, you know what, WWF gonna... would not be where it is today. Yep, they wouldn't. If it weren't, if no, it wasn't for the no, wrestling like, yeah. and ro- the rock and wrestling connection, it wouldn't yep. be where it is today. That had exactly. to happen. Cindy Lauper and Mr. T had to be a part of the first WrestleMania to make WWF as big as it was. It, exactly, had to be. They had to be. Now I just want respectful celebrities. So that's, that's <laughs> I guess that's my look. I, I for the longest as a huge I, Post Malone I, fan, I've I've wanted for the longest for Post Malone just to show up and beat the shit out of uh, Peter Rosenberg on oh, WWE. Yeah. I, I you would, know, I, no, if Post Malone would show up. He, <laughs> he, that's fine. I'm cool with that. You understand why, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I understand. I, I heard all you, about that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would love I just, for Post Malone just to show up and have a storyline with Peter Rosenberg. I, I just don't want no more Machine Gun Kelly showing up. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's all I got to say. Clout celebrities, basically. Yeah, yeah. You got to remember, Logan Paul did show up in WWE last year. Yeah. They did do that. That happened. Which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, I, I think I think either. they're going down the right road with that. I just think they need to be choosy. Well, they need to choose a little bit better, you know. Well, well, Bad Bunny, I'll give the, I, I, Bad Bunny actually took the time and learned. Right. Well, Shat, no, not even know. that. Not even that. It's like maybe if you could have PewDiePie show up and just be a host, you know, just something like that. Gotcha. Because, dude, you gotta have. He, you, he, you, he you might, have, he you might have get food to, though, <laughs> but at least he'll get talking. That's a that's a reaction, yeah, that's a right? Reaction. The point is, is like who has the biggest audience right now? It's YouTubers, man. You want to get your product just even put in the mouths of their fans? Just put them on your TV show. How many fucking articles is that going to generate? A PewDiePie shows up and is a guest GM of Raw. 
probably going to generate a lot of press, to be honest with you. Think about it. If the Island Boys showed up on Raw right now, how much press would that generate? If Takashi 6 9 showed up on SmackDown, how much oh, press God. would that generate? Oh, exactly. But that's press. That's attention to your shit. That's eyes on your product. Hardcore Say what you want about it. Say out. what you want about those two guys. But because of the fact that everybody's yeah. bitching about them, those guys are winning. Every time you mean, keep saying yeah. the Island Boys suck, Takashi sucks, he deserves to die, whatever, you're just making them more money. They're playing. They're That's out yeah, no, playing the clout game on every single buddy, on every single person. They're out clouding everybody. Something to think about. They're like the hills of the sun. <laughs> They're making a ton of money, man, off of you just saying that they suck. Yep. <laughs> so keep saying that they suck, and they're just going to keep making a ton of money. That's probably why they, they entertained the thought of a fight at the Jake Paul fight, because they were like, oh, man, somebody's going to film this, and it's going to end up on TMZ, and it's going to generate more press for us, and everybody's going to be talking about us more. That's why they did it. That's why, that's why none of them ever swung a fist. They just acted like they were going to fight because that alone will be sold to TMZ and TMZ will be talking about it and everybody else will be talking about it. That's how it works. That's how it fucking works, my friend. Anyway, I think it's a good spot to leave it off, though. Sure is. We've gone on long enough, man. We're going to get the hell out of here. We'll be back next week. Um, Battle the Belts? Battle the Belts. Is that what we're doing? I think it is. Maybe I know it's supposed to, it's only an hour special though. It's not a two hour. It's not going to be every belt like everybody thought. But. Uh no no it's just going to be uh no this week is the New Year's Eve bash, the New okay. Year's bash. Something to do with New Year's. Hold on, let me see That's this. Hold on. A W. But I did think there are some people confused about Battle of the Belts. Yeah, so. New Year's Smash. That's what it's New called. Smash. Okay, yeah. E- no. Yes. Yes. Yep. New Year's Smash. Uh, it's live from Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. So we'll have a, a review of AEW's New Year's Smash and Rampage next week. Okay. All righty. Until then, um, I'm Jeremy. He's Jake. And we are out of time. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Smarter Than You Think podcast. For more information on the podcast or just news in general, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at SmarkerPod and at Twitter also at SmarkerPod for all your news and updates within AEW and the wrestling industry. Thank you.